You're listening to the Build From Here podcast, a podcast for the hunter and sporting dog enthusiast alike. Join your host, Joshua Parvin, as he interviews retriever owners and discusses the trials and triumphs that lead to a great gun dog. Build From Here is presented by Cornerstone Gun Dog Academy, online resources to help you train your retriever. Now, your host, Joshua Parvin. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Built From Here podcast. I'm uh, very excited about this episode. I've got a great friend, great CGA member here that I've really uh, absolutely enjoyed getting to train with a few times over the past couple of years. He's been a great part in helping us with our CGA member weekends. And more than anything, I just think he's a great, great guy all the way around. But uh, CGA member Shane Kendrick. How's it going, Shane? Going good, Josh. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing good. It's uh, spring here. It's kind of coming into spring. It's beautiful weather. Uh, almost getting a little too warm already. So it's like we can't find a good hybrid. You know, a couple of days ago it was 20 degrees, and now we're at 70 degrees. And you know, we're we're looking for some good in between in, in between weather. But uh, other than that, man, we're we're good. We've just been busting. How about you? What's going on uh, up y'all's way? About the same. We we're in Southwest Missouri. Uh, kind of the, the uh, you know, joke that folks say out here is if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Uh, I think we've had all four seasons this this past weekend. We went from you know 65 degrees, which was perfect on Thursday, to uh, snow and sleet on Friday in the teens. Um, and then, yeah, yesterday was absolutely beautiful. So it's it's been interesting. Man, that is awesome. That's uh, that's about like Alabama. Who knows what it's going to be tomorrow, the weather. We have some pretty good weather guys down here. Uh, oh, we got a call here. Let me turn that off. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, we, we have a really good weather guy here. His name, in fact, y'all should just look it up. Any any listener should just look this up. James Spann. And look up all the memes that go along with James Spann. He, <laughs> he is our guy when... The tornadoes start coming, and it's it's just hilarious. Uh, you'll specifically want to see the meme about the suspenders and his coat. Um, just look it up; you'll you'll learn more about it. But it's uh, you know we we got some pretty good weather guys, but still the weather is just is something else. But uh, well, man, I'm uh, I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to to share your journey, to talk about your journey, uh, and honestly, just to hear your story, how you got into things. And all of that. So, uh, you know, really, but I always like to go way back. Let's, let's go back to your first experience ever in the hunting world of the outdoors. When was it? What was it like? Who got you into it? Yeah, man. So super, super young age. Um, I just remember my dad and brother going hunting a lot. Um, I was, I was you know, too young to even go with them at the time. Um, I remember them coming home with ducks and explaining to me what species was what. Um, and around the time I got to the age where I could start hunting, uh, they lost that property, unfortunately. Oh man. <laughs> so the owner that gave them permission sold the property and it was kind of one of those deals where I sold it and didn't really tell my dad. Uh, so and my brother <laughs> were out there and there was a gentleman who's kind of like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, we're out here hunting. So-and-so gave us permission. And he's like, well, so-and-so doesn't own it anymore. Oh. Uh, so we went through a little bit of a, of a dry spell after that, where we didn't have a lot of permission to hunt with, unfortunately. Um, but right around 2004, I think it was, uh, my brother got a, a dog, a yellow lab named Jake and, uh, Jake, you know, he was a better lab than I think we, um, deserved at the time <laughs> with, with our limited knowledge of training. 
Um, and you know, he, he was a really cool dog and that's really what kind of got me into it. Um, we would go out hunting with him as much as we could, of course. And, and, and he was just naturally gifted at it. Uh, so a really cool dog to hunt with and something I was, I was pretty excited to get exposed to at an early age. Man, that's, uh, that's awesome. So from there, you know, yeah, life just kind of took over, uh, graduated high school, went to college and kind of got out of duck hunting for a little bit. Uh, just, you know, trying to build a career. Um, I ended up, you know, I started dating and eventually married my wife now, Sarah. Um, and my brother kept, kept hunting the whole time. He's, I don't think he's ever stopped waterfowl hunting. <laughs> uh, so Dustin's my brother and he would send me these videos, man, should out today, you know, and they're getting geese and mallards and everything else. And he's just always kind of picking at me about it. So finally, like, all right, you know, Thanksgiving day is kind of opening day for the Southern zone of Missouri. Um, I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, this was probably, I'm trying to think around 2012 ish. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was a very slow hunt. Um, it was my brother, Dustin, our buddy, Dameron and our, our other friend, Greg, uh, we had two ducks come in and both me and Dameron pulled up, we were able to knock them down. And those were the only birds we saw all day, but holy cow, <laughs> I was, I, man, I, ho- hooked again, I should say. Oh, man. Um, so from there on out it's, it's just been, yeah, nonstop ever since. I love that. That is, that's awesome. Once it gets in your blood, you know, it's kind of there and you know, things may get in the way in life, but sometimes everybody I've chatted with, it just seems like it, it somehow makes its way back into your life. And, you know, the great waterfowling. Sport. Absolutely. That's great. So the, the dogs, so let's, you mentioned Jake. So that must've got, that must've been something for you right there because it was memorable for you, obviously. What, uh, tell me about Jake. Tell me about y'all's experience, what it was like having a dog, being young, being out there. What was your yeah, man, thoughts Jake, on that? Jake was a yellow lab. Um, you know, we, we, like I said, had very little knowledge of training. Um, we would go out there with tennis balls and a shotgun and, and just kind of throw. And he was very good at being steady. Uh, had a really nice natural hold to him. Um, but that was kind of it. I guess a lot of folks would kind of define that as more of a meat dog. Yeah. Uh, we definitely weren't whistling, casting, anything along those lines. But uh, he just naturally was, was a fantastic retriever. Um, quiet, steady, kind of everything was, came a little too easy for him. Um, I, I sometimes <laughs> wish I, c- I could have Jake over again to kind of see what, what potentially he could be now, you know? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I love that. That's, I feel like we all, we all think back to our first dogs too. And just like, you know, they, they're my, uh, every first dog is just, it's awesome. In my opinion, no matter how they actually Absolutely. turn out, it's just like those memories and the, the, you can go back to that excitement of the first retrieve. I remember mine. It's just, it gets you. I mean, that's like what pulls you in and you're just like, I, I'm going to have to keep doing this you know, forever. Absolutely. Yep. So fast forwarding, um, you said you got back into it. What, what was your next steps from there? Um, were you married at this point when you're getting back into it? And then, you know, what, what was your, your next steps from there and getting into the sport more and, when was your 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 idea to get your first dog for yourself? Yeah, so it actually wasn't my idea, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was around 2012. Sarah and I were married. Uh, you know, just got our first house. Just kind of starting to build our life with each other, right? Yeah. And she, for those who don't know, Sarah's uh, you know worked at a vet hospital her entire life. She's been there for 16 years now. Uh, so, I mean, animals are her life, loves animals. Uh, she's always had horses growing up, dogs, everything. 
So she would always kind of be picking at me. Hey, you know, you're duck hunting now. Why don't you get a dog? And <laughs> I, I just knew the commitment it would take. Um, also kind of knowing myself, you know, once I kind of devote my time and efforts towards something, it, it's all in. And yeah. it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just started this new job. I don't know if I'm gonna have a time for, for dogs. So, you know, eventually there'd be a post on, on social media of, Hey, you got a litter of pups for sale. And Sarah's just sitting into me constantly, like, <laughs> just egging me on to get a dog. Uh, so we finally find this litter of a guy who's pretty local. Um, I do my due diligence. Uh, we have some mutual friends. I reach out to them and see, Hey, are you hunting with this guy's dogs? Kind of, uh, you know, what's your thoughts? Had a bunch of positive feedbacks, uh, from them. So I was like, all right, you know, Sarah's keeps egging me on. All right, we're going to do it. Uh, so that was Oak. That was our, our chocolate lab that we got. Um, and actually the day before I went to go pick him up, I met another guy who ended up being, uh, one of my, you know, top mentors, Gil, and a, a really good friend of mine still today. I get to train with him quite a bit. Uh, wow. so I, I go out to Gil's place and he has the setup, you know, he's got <laughs> wingers going, uh, they're running blinds. And this is the first time I've ever seen this in person. Um, oh, man. I've seen it back in the day on ESPN, whenever they used to show that stuff, you know, but uh, in person, the first time I see a dog take a whistle sit and a guy and a handler cast, and I'm just, my mind's blown. It's like, okay, <laughs> sign me up. Like, what do I got to do? <laughs> um, so oh, man. we actually went and got, got Oak, you know, eight week puppy right after we went and saw and met with Gil and it's, it's been all downhill from there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You're toast from the start. Once you got him and he got into that, that's, uh, man, that's awesome. So you got hooked, you got back in. So it sounds like when you saw the, the way you, the way you phrased it there, it sounds like when you saw that whistle sit, that kind of even may have even more got your attention than even the, the duck hunting a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you've seen dogs retrieve and it's cool. I, I never get tired of it. It's a blast. <laughs> Uh, but seeing the dog and handler work as a team, like that was just something I'd, I I couldn't even fathom how to train for that at the time. And wow. it was, yeah, it was awesome to see. Wow. So that's pretty timely too. So you're getting in from your previous experience with your, your other dog, you, you and your brother you made it happen, got you a good dog to, to go do what y'all wanted to do. But the timing sounds like it couldn't have really been better as far as like kind of opening your eyes to what may be possible. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. That's so it was around that time I had Oak. Um, he's a puppy going through all the obedience stuff, having a really good time doing it. He's, he's succeeding like crazy. And then we all kind of get to that point, I'm sure, with our first dogs, whenever they're, what, seven, eight months old. Yep. And it's like, <laughs> all right, the, the drive's starting to kick up. We're starting to, you know, we're out of that puppy stage, kind of getting a little, you know, uh, fired up about things. Uh, but that's also, as you know, a really important time in a training uh you know, time frame for that dog. Yep. And so I, I was asking all the rookie questions that everyone sees on social media nowadays. Um, you know, whole conditioning for force fetch. What do I do? That kind of thing. And I had a gentleman reach out to me on one of the pages I was posting on saying, Hey man, what do you know about corner stuff? I was like, yeah, I was like, I've seen it. I was like, I don't, I don't know much more other than kind of what I've seen on, on here, you know? And uh, he's like, well, listen, reach out to Josh, reach out to Bart, one of those guys, and they'll get you set up. So uh, that guy ended up being, you know, Wade Skeen, uh, one of my great friends now, oh, yeah. uh, someone I hunt with out in Kansas, you know, yearly. Uh, it's kind of the highlight of our season now is getting to go out there and be with his family for a week and get to hunt. Um, but yeah, from there, I signed up with Cornerstone right away. And it's, yeah, been, been in love with the program ever since. 
Man, that's awesome. So what, uh, so you kind of told you about it. Yes. Maybe I guess looked it up, saw it online and then got started. What was, um, what was your experience? How old was your dog at this point? Were you, did you start a little bit later with this pup in Cornerstone? You know, we get people that come from all different levels. Some dogs are two, three years old. Some people are starting with that, that seven week old puppy. What, um, you know, did you have some, is this a, the dog you're talking about Oak that we started here with Cornerstone? Yeah. Yep, this was Oak, and uh, yeah, he was right in that seven to eight month range. Perfect. Um, which I knew how important that was, and I think that's why I was really asking all those rookie questions. Which there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, people people are going to have those questions, of course. But uh, I, I just knew how important that was, and I was very nervous about messing up that process. Oh yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to ruin a dog. I didn't want to do anything along those lines. And like I said, he was doing so great up at that point. I knew he had a lot of potential moving forward. Um, so I needed, uh, some structure is, is really what I needed. Yeah. yeah um, I knew awesome. there were some, some pro trainers around me, but I didn't know if they were just going to have me hanging around them 24 seven, like, like I wanted to just to be a sponge and learn everything I needed to. So that's cornerstone really fit that need for me. Yeah. Just kind of something you could do on your time. And then, you know, you, you were pretty serious about your dog. So you wanted to ensure as much as possible, I guess that you yourself would be able to, to take it to where you want it to go. What, um, Talk, talk a little about that. Cause I think, you know, that's a, I think that's a fear a lot of people have that are just getting into this, like messing, you know, messing up that dog. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to screw it up. What's, uh, what's your thoughts on that? What's your experience on that? And, um, you know, just for me, me personally, I, I understand that. And it's definitely something that could happen, but I think more than anything, if you focus on the right things, it's going to be mitigated tremendously. Yeah. And one thing I learned uh, pretty early on, I mean, Labradors are, are pretty dang forgiving That's right. <laughs> in, in my experience. Um, one thing I, I wish I would have learned quicker is kind of noticing when the wheels are starting to fall off <laughs> and throw that simple retrieve, pack up your dog and call it a day. You yeah. know, um, early on, I, I could definitely look back and see myself starting to get frustrated and it just gets worse and worse and worse to dogs, you know they can kind of feel your vibe. And if you're starting to get upset, they're kind of starting head starts to go down. So it might be tough <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you guys are able to read each other's body language, right? Yep. Um, so that's, that's definitely, uh, you know, something I always had in the back of my mind, but uh, like I said, they're, they're pretty forgiving. Um, as long as you're able to kind of turn around and, uh, you know, do something positive pretty quick. That's awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. I, that's why I love a Labrador. I mean, a lot of dogs are, but I feel like a lab, you know, you can get on them and then one second they turn right back around and honestly it teaches us a lot about life and how we should be too. <laughs> just quick to forgive and then keep on getting after it, uh, which is why I think maybe that's, it could be why we're also attracted to these dogs and just watching them work and maybe why it's inspiring at least. I don't know for it is for me. I, I just think it's, I think it's incredible. What, um, so from, so with Oak, so let's talk about that journey, that training journey. So you hit that seven, eight, that seven, eight month old Mark. What, uh, what did the next year look like? And, um, you know, what, it, what was some of the biggest things you, you feel like you did well and yet you learned over that next year? Yeah. So, I mean, exposing him to as much as I could, of course, uh, once we got through that, that whole conditioning process, it was kind of, you know, just, just going all out at that point, uh, training as much as we could, but not overdoing it, uh, trying to just get them exposed to new environments. Um, I was going to a lot of the, the holes that I would hunt during season and getting him used to just being in those different environments. 
and not necessarily just training in the same park that, that he was used to. Um, you know, we, we started to kind of get into the hunt test world, the HRC hunt test world. Um, again, Gil, who's, who's been a great friend and mentor, uh, helped me out with that quite a bit. That's awesome. Um, but there's talk, you were talking about memes earlier. There's a meme out there now (laughs) that whenever you say my dog would never, there he goes, nevering like he's never, never before. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that one or not. Oh yeah. But my my intro to yeah exactly my intro to the hunt test world was about as humbling as it could be um so there's three three flights and those uh started kind of being your your easiest flight just simple retrieves seasoned is kind of the middle flight where you're running blinds and a double retrieve i felt we were pretty well ready for season and man was i wrong <laughs> luckily you know gil uh being the good mentor he is he goes you know shane oak is probably ready for season but you as a handler are probably not. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll take your advice. You know, I'm surely, you know, something I don't right? Yeah. Uh, so we get to that first started test. I'll never forget it. And, uh, throws, a, throws a single mark, 60 yards. I send him back. Oak smashes it, man, runs all the way out to the duck, runs out to the duck, jumps up in the air and then takes off running without the duck. Huh? Right. Yeah. So I'm looking around. The judges are going, is there a snake out there? What, what the heck's going on? <laughs> so I call him back to me. I'm like, man, what's going on? Resend him. Does the exact same thing. Really? Well, I had only trained with wild waterfowl ducks at this point. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess the ducks that they use at Hunt Test are kind of farm-grown ducks. Um, oh, yeah. And they can be kind of dis- dispatched in different ways. So whatever reason, that sense he had never had before. And that just completely threw him off. So again, rookie mistake. I'd never seen it before. Didn't know to train for it kind of thing. Um, But it was extremely humbling. And and I I look back at it, probably one of the best things that happened to me just to really look at my dog moving forward to make sure we're ready uh, for those, those next tests or those next levels. Um, But from there on, you know, educated, learned, if you don't pass, you learn, hopefully. Uh, (laughs) So in this case, we, we definitely learned something new, Uh, got to handle on that. uh, And he did fantastic ever since. Uh, he went, you know, and, and got a started title, passed every test since then. Um, and then we were able to get his HR season title before his second birthday as well. So I love he, it. he was a very, very nice dog, very, very drivey dog and very fun to work with. I love that. And what I really love too about is how you, you viewed like a lot of, you know, you have an opportunity when things don't go your way. Um, you can view them as uh, a setback or you can view them as something to propel you forward. I love how you said that. Um yeah. You know, that was one of the, the best things that could have happened to you. And only someone that's committed to growing would say that. And I think that's that's the mindset that we have to have as just dog people in general, as trainers, because there's many setbacks on that journey. And if you can have that perspective, like, you know, at the moment, I'm, I don't know. You may not have thought that at the very moment that it happened, but I'm sure when you step back and you looked at it, it definitely, now that you look back at it in hindsight, it, it definitely oh, yeah. helped you out. Not at the moment, I wanted to go cry my eyes out and you know, <laughs> contemplate every life decision I'd ever made. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking back, like I said, it, definitely a learning experience. It was, it was good. I love that. Well, that's great. So you, so Oak, you, you went and you busted it out with him. When, when did the next dog come into play? And um, what was the next, next step on the journey on the, on the journey for you? Yeah. So with Cornerstone, uh, with Barton, of course, I've, I started watching a lot of the SOK, uh, Sono Kennels things that he's got out there. 
Um, Oak is a fantastic dog, but that dog wouldn't know an off switch if it smacked him in the face. Um, you know, I, I have like the Mo Marsh place boards in my house and he would be on there just standing 24 seven. If I took a step towards the door, it's like, what are we doing? We're going to retrieve. What are we doing? What are we doing? And, and he's a fantastic dog, but for the amount that I hunt, um, he wasn't necessarily the right dog for me. Right. Uh, so going and, and actually getting to train with Barton, I think we went to an SOK North meetup a few years um, back and got to watch uh, Don and Wally work Hank and, and got to watch a lot of Barton's dogs. And I was pretty much sold at that point. I was like, man, the bridge slabs are kind of the direction I want to go. Yep. Um, a fantastic off switch that they have, their calm demeanor. Um, I'll, I'll never forget watching, you know, some people run dogs while he's sitting there with Hank by his side. And I think maybe the dog broke ahead of him or didn't pick up the bird or whatever it was. And, and Hank goes from like this sleeping dog to wakes up and just lines this mark. <laughs> I was <just> like, holy <laughs> cow, like that's what I want. Um, so we were kind of all in at that point, uh, put a deposit down on a SOK pup and ended up getting taco uh which is a hank cali pup that's that's been uh, oh, yeah. my go-to dog ever since yeah old taco he was at the member weekend uh crushed it too. He, he was yeah he's a fun dog he's without a doubt been my easily easiest training most biddable dog i've had to work with um and it's kind of funny you know coming from oak who, who's a fantastic dog uh, a lot of people like to ask me like why did you name him taco and it's like well i was like training can be frustrating like we said right yep. it's not a straight climb there can be dips and everything else and i just couldn't think of calling this dog taco without the smile coming to my face <laughs> um, so it's like even i thought even if in the worst training situation if i say taco i'm still gonna kind of smile and laugh to myself and and realize you know at the end of the day i'm doing what i love and and he's doing what he loves and it's not that serious Man, um, that's awesome. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the story behind the name and, and yeah, he's been great ever since. That's perfect. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to look at it. And it's uh what, so, you know, you've had some frustrating times. What's one of the, been one of the biggest challenges that you, that you ever came that you were, is there any that you thought, I don't, I just don't know if we're going to get past this. And then you finally did, uh, anything that comes yeah, to mind, man, there's a really big one actually. So uh, taco kind of on the same uh, uh, trajectory that I had with Oak, you know, he, smoked his starter tests, uh, got his HR title before his second birthday, um, getting him ready for finished, you know, yeah. uh, and he started no going me on blinds, oh, um, just, yeah. just straight up, not going whatsoever. And the more frustrated I would get, the more he would shut down. Yeah. And I just, I didn't know what to do. Um, obviously, you know, he's at least a year and a half at this point, maybe close to being two. And it's like, you know, we're, what do we do? Um, so we, we took it all the way back to where I was going from, you know, him on my left hand side, reaching over with my right arm, taco, go back. It's, it's kind of how I was sending him before. Yep. I, I just figured I need to rewire this dog. Um, at the end of the day, I don't think he was doing it, which that's kind of the question we always ask. Why is the dog doing or not doing what we want? I don't think he was doing it to be disobedient. I think as a matter of fact, it was the opposite. He was trying, he was kind of so nervous about messing up that mm -hmm. he thought, well, if I just don't go at all, <laughs> I can't mess up. Right. <laughs> oh, so I, I, I just completely rewired him, And we went from about a two month span of, of no retrieve work, um, 
if, if he was coming out to work, it was basic obedience or we were doing memories. Yep. And like I said, I went from kind of that uh, leaning with my right hand over taco go back to having him right next to my side, just putting my left hand kind of over his head, just saying back. So simplify and then just kind of treating it like I'm training something completely new. Um, it was kind of my thought. Uh, so like sense. I said, two to three months. Yeah, that's we went from memories uh, to eventually we were doing, uh, you know, pattern blinds again, uh, to eventually a three wide bucket drill to, I mean, he, he's smoking it. He's, he's my dog. I have set up on this finished test. Um, in April, we, we actually did a setup yesterday, uh, a triple with a hundred yard blind underneath the arc oh, and yeah. line the blind. Uh, I mean, j- he's actually absolutely smoking it right now. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's a huge, that's, that could definitely be detrimental. I mean, as far as, you know, that's, that's where the, you know, one thing we talk about a lot and I know you know this, but just for those that are listening that may not be a member, just not aware, you know, we, we, we chat here in Cornerstone a lot about just your ability as a trainer to communicate and uh, manage your, you know, emotion level and your expectations. So, dude, I love how you handled that. Cause that's tough, especially you've put all this work, your dog's shown so much promise and then all of a sudden they're not going. That's like, I mean, you, you, your mind probably just went through a lot. There's no telling the type of emotions you went through on that, but it's, uh, you know, being able to, to navigate that and then work back up to it and then get to where you're crushing it again. That's what it's about. Uh, that, yeah. that's what it's about in my opinion for, for training dogs, you know, overcoming those challenges, getting them to where, getting them to where you want to be. Yep. Yep. And it was, it was a nerve wracking time, you know, um, <laughs> obviously we're working and it's like, what went wrong and, and am I going to be able to fix it? That was kind of my big thing. Yeah. Um, but the feeling afterwards, once you've come out of that slump or, or whatever you want to call it and he's back to crushing it, I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's fantastic. You know, that's one thing I have found and is that most things trying to think back, yeah, most most things that I've experienced with them, you know, you can overcome most things. You can work through a lot of things um, most of the time. So generally, it's not the end of the world if something happens. I mean, there are some instances right. where it's just like it may it may not be the end of the world, but you may have like what we consider a major setback. But you know, mm-hmm. mo- most things can be can be worked through. So, so it took you around two to three months to work through that. Yep. Yep. Um, that's about the time frame. Like I said, we just kind of took retrieving out of the training regiment at that point. Yeah. Uh, we're definitely still going out and going to track supply, track supply and doing our basic obedience and that kind of thing. Um, uh, just so we're not, you know, just pounding this into his head to where he he's dreading going out to do the work. Uh, we just tried to make, like I said, as fun as possible. Um, it got to where, you know, when we first started, I would just do one memory with him, And if he went no issues, we were done. We were That's done with awesome. that training session. And then it's like, all right, well, let's do three today. We would do three memories, no issues. Perfect. Let's, let's call it a day. Um, I didn't want to just beat this into his head where it, it, like I said, he was just dreading to get out and do the work. Yeah. That's tough to do. Like to have that type of control as a trainer and handler. Well, you know, like the, it, I know how tempting that must've been to say, all right, let me just try one more today. You know, when you're, when you get right. that cutoff point, like, let me, Oh, he did good. Let me just go again. Yeah, that's something I'm, I'm a, I'm a big driver. So that's something I struggle with too. Like I'll be, all right, let's go again. Let's go again. And then it's easy for me to push past to where, where we should. So Mm -hmm. with the pups, you know, I've done that many times. And, uh, so that learning that, I mean, that's one thing that I think if anyone could take away from this is, 
you know, it's okay if you stop today. If you get a good win, it's okay to stop there. You don't have to have everything everything totally resolved in your mind today. You know, you can resolve it over the next period of time and and it all comes back. So for you, Absolutely. Shane, clearly you love this. In fact, you've made it a big part a big part of your life. What was the next step on your journey and tell me how kind of uh your your kennel came about and and all of that. So you had taco and then I'm, I'm assuming I'm not actually, I won't say it. I just want to hear your story and I will see if it lines up with kind of how we, we were getting started ourselves long, long ago. Yeah. So kind of, as I mentioned before, um, it wasn't necessarily my idea to get Oak. It was, it was Sarah's right. Right. Uh, so as I'm working with, with Oak, it was, it was just a matter of time for her to say, Hey, I kind of want a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so right around the time I got taco, um, she got Fox. Yep. Uh, which Fox Fox is out of Southern Oak Kennels, uh, Red Pup, and uh, Red Chase is the breeding on him, um, which is a fantastic dog. He absolutely smashes. I think he's all of uh, maybe 60 pounds, soaking, or 56 <laughs> pounds, 56 pounds soaking Heck wet. Yeah. Um, and the majority of the birds we get in South uh, Southwest Missouri are greater honkers. Oh, and man. it's so funny to watch him just smoke those birds. Because, I mean, he's got a head dragging on one side, the feet dragging on the other. <laughs> and he's just, he's got more confidence than he deserves, probably. Um, but this just became like our thing, right? Yep. We're going to hunt tests together. We're training together. Uh, we just, it's, it's our thing that we love to do with each other. And it just kind of felt uh, organic to, to start a kennel and to, uh, you know, get other folks involved with it as well. But, it, you know, not everyone obviously has time to train a dog. So if we can step in and help with that. Um, that's kind of where we came in and started James River Retrievers to, to help those folks out as well. Yeah. I love that. It, it's, uh, you know, it makes sense. You got, you make it around your, your passion there and it's, um, you know, I, I think, I think that's fantastic. We're, you know, we're all for, for trainers here at Cornerstone too, because, you know, no matter what you're, no matter if you're listening to this and you're, you don't even have your dog yet. Like ultimately it's up to you to make sure your dog gets to where it needs to be. Whatever route you take, there's pretty much two routes, do it yourself, have a trainer or do a hybrid where your trainer does a little bit and then you work with them. You kind of blend that together. So obviously you've got the passion for it. And what I love here too, and we actually need to have Sarah on at some point to, to hear her, her story too, because y'all both, y'all both use Cornerstone. You both train your dogs, but more than anything, y'all, y'all do this together as a family, which, which is something we talk about here all the time is like relationships, right? So y'all got into the test game. You got, you got your kennel started. What, uh, what was your, you know, who did you, did you have some clients, people asking that for us, like, when I was first getting into this, um, we had our first litter. So we, we actually had a, we imported a female so that we could have a litter. We needed to help cover some of the costs because we were spending a lot of money on, um, trying to get this, you know, just trying to train our dogs and bought a few, probably right. bought a few extra dogs that we may not have needed, but maybe just got a little excited. So we needed to recover. <laughs> we, we had to recover some costs, <laughs> but when, uh, our people were coming to pick up their pups, you know, everybody's excited. So we, we would show them our dogs working and then, yeah, they would want to, they would ask a couple of questions and we, we had some ask, Hey, will you train my dog? And I said, absolutely. Um, I love training and I, and I wanted to do it and, uh, told them what that would look like. What, uh, did you, did you meet some people in the hunt test game? Did you have some people already reaching out to you just from seeing your dogs work? And, and then what, what has that been like, you know, working, working with your clients? 
Yeah, man. Um, you know, a lot of it was from folks just seeing a uh, social media presence and seeing our dogs work on there. Yep. Uh, we had a few people reach out really early on and I was completely upfront and honest with them and said, Hey, you know, this is something that Sarah and I are extremely passionate about. Um, but this is our, how long we've been doing it for and kind of where we're at knowledge wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they completely understood and said, Hey, you know, if, if our dogs will look anything like yours, we're perfectly happy. <laughs> so we, it just kind of went from there. Uh, wow. we had our first few dogs come in and we've, we've been really successful with each one of them and, you know, word of mouth, of course, goes a long way. You see that with cornerstone. Um, so it just has been a really organic growth, uh, as folks that, uh, bring dogs in, we train them up, kick them back out and they're tell their friends and it's just kind of grown that way. That's um, awesome. so with with that as well you know we uh, because of cornerstone got to meet someone here pretty local uh, a really good buddy of mine by the name of brandon glubsky uh who's got some british labs as well and kind of into the training game and uh, we just started where we were trained together quite a bit um he was wanting to get into the breeding side of things as well and that's kind of where our mind was heading also yeah. Um, and just mutually, we have some lines that we both like. He's got British Labs as well. And it's just kind of, you know, it just fit perfectly. Um, our training styles are identical. We both use Cornerstone. We have the same types of dogs. And it, it just kind of fit perfectly from there on. Wow. Oh, I love that. That's, uh, man, that's, that's what it's about. It's about relationships. It's about, you know, connecting and, and doing the things you love. So y'all train on a regular basis. I know that you know, training with other people too, man, that makes a big difference on, on the dogs. You know, the first few times you go out, they can be a little, a little hairy, but they, they seem to kind of get into the groove pretty quick when you, when you add that, that distraction in there. And that's been something that's so great about, about Sarah being as passionate about it as I am as well. Um, you know, having her out there working her dog, I'm able to work my dogs and uh, we were, you know, obviously able to do group training with one another, but we're also able to watch each other work and kind of pick things out. Or, you know, if I'm seeing her work with Fox, it's like, Hey, you know, we'll start to fall off a little bit. Why don't you call it a day? <laughs> uh, she'll do the same with me. Like, Hey, you know, you're kind of pushing this one a little far. Let's uh, let me wrap this one up. So having that is extremely <laughs> beneficial as well. Oh man. That's yeah. That's definitely makes you better. So from, from there, what's, uh, what has your, been your thoughts? So let, let's chat about the member weekend a little bit, because this is something that we've enjoyed having y'all down for and y- y'all have been to them. You've, you've helped us help us with the member weekends and just, uh, what, what, what's your been your experience at, at this cornerstone member weekends? Yeah. Um, you know, one question I see a lot, like on social media, whenever you see folks ask, Hey, I'm living at cornerstone. Is it a good idea? One of the first things I always mention is the community of people. And I mean, going to a member's weekend like that is exactly what's highlighted to me. Uh, Getting to work with Marty and Gerald and Jason and Jake and and all those guys down there, man, is so fantastic. Um, You know, like I said, we all obviously kind of train with the same goals in mind and using Cornerstone. But we all still kind of have our own little different uh, ways of doing things. And so I've, I've picked up so much just watching them work their dogs. I've picked up watching you, you know, work your dogs as well. Um, so, I mean, the community is just is second to none in my mind. And it's that right there is worth the price of admission, especially going down to Alabama and, and getting to work <laughs> with everybody. It's, it's amazing. It's a fantastic time. Oh, um, the grounds, great. of course, I know that's been mentioned quite a bit in the past, but holy cow, man, those grounds are so impressive. And unlike any other training grounds I've ever got to work on. 
Um, so that, that's huge as well. Yeah. We appreciate that. We're very blessed with it. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful spot. And, um, I, I love what you said there too. Kind of everybody has their own little way of doing things, uh, doing things. And that's, um, hopefully, you know, you've taken this at least from the course, like when we created it or like our idea and design wasn't just to create something that was, we're not putting out, um, you know, robot trainers here. Everybody's a little bit different. Right. Everybody has to like, it's aimed for dogs. No one put, you know, we're not putting those out either. Like so we tried to, to make this in a way that would allow you to learn to be a trainer yourself too. And like, not just, you know, obviously, well, you already have, you've actually become a trainer, which is absolutely awesome. But for the general, general population out there that isn't going to do that, we've also wanted to give them the same, same tools to learn that mindset. So when, when you're saying that, that's good to hear from, from you, that that's your perspective to you from coming, coming down the member weekend is that, that everybody, you know, takes and then they, what we call adopt or adapt, you know, adapt to your specific dog. And, uh, yeah, I would say the same thing. It's been fun for, I love it. I love getting everybody from all over coming down and just connecting and seeing the dogs work. I love seeing, uh, you and you and taco work and you, man, y'all, y'all, y'all done a fantastic job. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it's always fun. And I love, I love his switch. He's got a really good, got an on and off switch there. Yeah. He's super chill. He does. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly kind of what I was wanting in a dog. Um, I, you know, can't even take credit for a lot of that. He's just so kind of, you know, <laughs> naturally talented with a lot of that stuff. Um, but yeah, man, we, we look forward to the members weekend. Every time we, we see a date posted, it's like, I right, save that in the calendar. We're going to be there for sure. Um, cause I mean, we always pick up something new. I remember the first weekend, uh, Marty was talking about one of his dogs. Uh, whenever he would do heel work, he would say heel back, heel back if he was going backwards. Yep. And he kind of mentioned that the dog was getting confused with that whenever he would line him up on a blind. And that was right around the time I was starting to have issues with Taco on his yeah. no going. And I'm like, holy cow, maybe that's what I got going on too. <laughs> and so immediately <laughs> I switched up, to, you know, a lot of the stuff I was doing right there as well. And I, I, I mean, I'll credit Marty. I mean, I think that's definitely a part of what helped us get out of, of those struggles. Oh man, that's great. I love that. Marty's a great guy. He loves his dogs. I'll tell you what, he's got some good dogs. He does, man. He's fun to work with. Oh man. Well, so let's get back to kind of the emotion of it, the the journey, because, you know, we have members that listen to this. We have non-members that listen to this. What is, um, it, it sounds like to me, the relationships are probably, and spending time out there with doing something you love is probably the best part of it. For you, what what's your thoughts for for someone thinking about doing this? Maybe they've been doing a lot of research online, they've seen a lot out there. Um, you know, they're they're kind of feeling a little overwhelmed. What what's your what's your encouragement for for someone there? Um, just as just as far as mindset going into it, like um, the idea of having that dog, and you know, is it something you know you would recommend recommend doing if it's something that someone's thinking they want to do? Absolutely, man. I mean, it, it's so rewarding. It's it's funny. So we just had a litter of taco puppies actually go home this past Saturday. And uh, a lot of folks obviously want to see them work, and I'm happy to do that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of folks were traveling quite a distance to get to us. Yeah. And so obviously they kind of want to see videos of them working, and I'm happy to produce those as well. But I almost kind of want to send them on mute because I get so excited. <laughs> uh, I have a video of him on his first, one of his first hunts and he's getting his first crippled duck. It was, a, it was on a blind 
And so it was about a 40 yard blind, nothing crazy. He takes a nice line, kind of veers to the left. The wind was pushing him pretty good. Um, set him, gave him a cast and he goes on it and the duck starts moving. And it's kind of like that defining moment. Like, Oh, we got a crippled duck. It's yeah. one of your first hunts. What's going to happen? Oh, man. And he just smashes that bird and then just bolts right to me. And man, you would have thought I just won the Super Bowl. It was just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's embarrassing for me to go back and watch the video with how excited I got over it. I love um, it. But yeah, it's, it's, it's super rewarding. It's, it's definitely, uh, our greatest passion that you know Sarah and I are able to get out and work with these dogs. And we're super thankful that uh, there are folks out there willing to uh, send us their dogs to work with them as well. Man, I love that. And, you know, I think that's one thing to you. I think no one, you know, like it's okay to get that excited about it for, for everybody. And like <laughs> during the moment, you don't think about it, but it, it would be easy to look back at it and be like, but you know, we love like every time we see a member or we see someone just getting after it and their dog's doing great. I mean, that just kind of gets me excited. It brings me back to like, to my first, my dog's first retrieve, the first duck, you know, and all of that. And mm-hmm. just like, you know, it's kind of a big moment because you, you spend quite a while like building up to that. And then the question is your first time, your first time out there or your first challenge for the dog, you know, is it going to, you know, is it going to pan out? You know, is this like, are we ready? Are we ready for this moment? I know we're going to get there one day. Uh, or I guess the first time I went through it, I, I didn't know if it would. And then I've trained quite a few dogs since. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, you know, you ask that question, all right, did we do all we needed to prepare for, for this hunt. And, um, usually, you know, if you do that work, it, it pans out and it's pretty big. It's a, that's pretty, that's a good, that's a good feeling. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, that was a fantastic feeling, but having Sarah get Fox and getting to be a part of that too, like, yeah. like kind of like you said, getting to watch the members get really excited. I got to experience that a little bit with watching Sarah get so excited. Oh man. And I remember the hunt, like it was yesterday, it was a nice little timber hunt and we got some green wing teal that came in, uh, you know, right at sunset and I was able to knock two down and she sent them, he crushed it and it was just oh, you know, man. jumping and cheering. And yeah, it was awesome. We walked out of that marsh with two birds, two ducks, but dang it, we both <laughs> had, we were smiling ear to ear. You know what I mean? So oh, I it, it. it's awesome. That's what it's about, you know, too, about the, the connection between, and that's great that your wife that hunts with you and trains dogs with you. Abigail is actually getting pretty excited about the dog. She actually filmed all of 52 plus. And so she knows what it takes oh, wow. to go into training a dog. But we've been doing uh, the, the obedience challenge here uh, in the members group. And she's been watching that. And that's just been getting her even more excited about it she she even said the other day she says hey, i might get my own dog one day and train it up i'm thinking heck yeah nice. let's let's make that happen <laughs> so but uh what i was going with actually i, I actually got sidetracked there <laughs> where i was going with that was just you know the, it's cool that to have the dogs too one big thing like the the love of the hunts what got me into it kind of like you but then also the, the the love of training the dog is what keeps me going out there and it doesn't matter how many birds we kill i mean it's nice to kill a few birds so my dog get a few retrieves but you know, two birds with a dog is a whole lot better than two birds with no dog. I can tell you that. Absolutely. Yeah. And this specific environment was some thick cover. Um, I, I don't know if we were getting those birds without Fox and, oh, and his nose, you know what I mean? Um, so that made it even, even better. Yeah. Fox is a nice dog. Beautiful dog. Definitely. He's a fun one. Yeah. It's a lot of spunk, a, little, a good bit different than, than Taka. Oh, it's fire and ice. They're completely different. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's, what's funny. You know, Sarah being a first time, uh, trainer handler, it's like, Oh, you, you kind of bit off, you know, quite a bit 
here because <laughs> I mean he, he's fiery. He he's got a little bit of an off switch, uh, but but yeah, he's got a lot of fire to him as well. But that kind of fits her personality as as well. You know, she's kind of fiery and ready to go, and let's let's go get these retrieves and or whatever it is. Um, so that they make a fantastic team. They're really fun to watch work together. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So what's uh, any any closing closing thoughts to to having the connection to the family, the dogs. Um, you, so you, so y'all have got, actually, before we go there, y'all, y'all have got two, is Oak still around or is it just, um, taco and, and Fox? So we have a little bit more than that. Um, Oak is actually with my buddy up in Canada now, yep. uh, Jordan stone, uh, be picking up, you know, several hundred birds. I think he picked up more birds with Jordan the first year he owned him than he did the first two seasons with me. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) uh, He's up there just, just smashing it, which is exactly what Oak needs. Um, He's that kind of high drive dog that needs those retrieves. Um, But no, we, we've grown a little bit. Uh, So we have taco uh, Fox, of course, uh, peaches, uh, which is a year old female that I've been working with. I'm really excited about her. Uh, she's making her HRC debut uh, this first weekend in April. It started oh, yeah. flight. Uh, so she's been doing fantastic. Uh, she's a good mixture of taco and fox, honestly. She has that calm demeanor of taco, but she's also got that real high drive like fox does as well. Yeah. Uh, so she's a really, really cool dog. I'm really excited about her. And then uh, we have a couple other dogs that we're, we're trying to uh, start, and then we'll sell them as star dogs as well. Um, and I think we have three different dogs that are client dogs now in the kennel that we're helping out with. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a nice, nice, nice grouping of dogs. There. I always try to keep my roster stacked too. We, we scaled back our cornerstone retrievers kennel. Oh, I mean, tremendously since we uh-huh. doing cornerstone, cause that's like our main focus, but, um, I try to keep the roster stacked at least. And sounds like y'all have got a nice little roster <laughs> rolling for you guys. Yeah. We're pretty proud of them, man. They're, they're doing really well. Yeah. You're bringing them, uh, peaches too. So taco yeah. is, uh, Fox going to stay, uh, with Sarah. I think Fox. Yeah. I think Fox is going to stay. Uh, we have a young male dog who, who will be uh, sold as a star dog named Booker. That's coming with me. Awesome. And then I almost forgot our latest edition. We have Kiwi who's a young, <laughs> uh, yellow female. Heck yeah. Um, Love that name. She, Love yeah, that. She's like four or five months old. Sarah kills it with the name, man. Uh, she she names most of our dogs. She keeps like an active list on her cell phone of <laughs> names that, that we can pick from. Uh, so Kiwi's fun, man. She's funky. So she'll probably make a trip down with me also. I love it. I love it. I could I expected that a little bit of spunk from Kiwi. I was <laughs> yeah, hoping yeah, hoping for that anyways. Well, I, I can't wait, man. It, it's got it's coming here like we're right up on it. So it won't be long, you guys. You'll be down here and we'll be having a good time. Um, and I also appreciate you hopping on the podcast and just kind of sharing your journey and, and your story. And I hope, I, I think that's, uh, I love it for me that that gets me excited. Just thinking about everything you've, you've talked about here and just how you got into it and how it's grown into a passion and you know, it's something you absolutely love. What, um, you know, any closing thoughts for thoughts for someone, someone out there, the first, uh, first time thinking about getting into this, that's, um, just you know, maybe maybe never done it before, um, maybe intimidated by the process. Any any closing thoughts for them? Yeah, first off, I just want to say thanks for having me on. You know, um, I've been a fan of the podcast now since you started, basically. Uh, so it's it's really cool to to be a part of it. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as intimidation goes, there's, there's no reason for that. It's, it's, you know, cornerstone breaks it down for you as easily as it could be. Uh, and just have fun with it. You know, uh, like I said, kind of earlier on, uh, at the end of the day, we're, we're playing with dogs, right? <laughs> so it should be fun. It, it, it's a good time. Um, so if you, if you think this is something that you could enjoy or be passionate about, don't hesitate. It's, it's a great time. I love it. Yeah. Uh, that's, let's leave it on that note. I love, I love, I'm going to start using that, you know, you know, we're just playing with dogs. I absolutely love that. I mean, that is something good to keep in perspective too, because it is, it is, it is a passion, but it's also what we get to to go out and enjoy. So I, I love that. So, uh, man, that's encouraging. I appreciate you again for having you on. It's been an honor and I look forward to seeing you down uh, here pretty soon at the member weekend. Thanks, Josh. We'll see you soon, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the Build From Here podcast. To learn more about retriever training or our podcast, visit cornerstonegundogacademy.com slash podcast.